I were Gambit on Genosha, I would have kept those little neck restrictive mutant power thingies and used it on Rogue. Yeah, that's a good good point. Why don't you ever, yeah. <laughs> don't you ever like cross the mic? They could actually, uh, you know. The Genosian condom. Yeah. Did it cats? Gladiator is actually not in here. Well, oh, there's a gladiator. Is it under Clark? K A L L. Trying to see if he's on the Shi'ar. Oh, yeah, they just got him as one of the Imperial Guard. With the K-A-L-L, right? Yeah. So his powers are based on how confident he is about himself. That's actually pretty cool. So if he ever doubts himself is when he becomes less of you know, a superpower. So, so he could be like, I will crush you. And you'd be like, are you sure? Well, I mean... Got him! Run! Oh, shit. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> no, but the reason why I liked him is because back the strongest person that anybody ever knew was the Juggernaut. And everyone said, you know, the Juggernaut, the Juggernaut, the Juggernaut. And then in the episode that I, they first introduced him, he walks up, you know, the Juggernaut goes, oh, who is this guy? And just punches him and he doesn't even move. And the Gladiator just picks him up and throws him halfway across the little you know, Loch Ness or Lake Oh, yeah. Th- yeah. That was when uh, they were in Scotland with Moira yeah. McTaggart and shit. Yeah. yeah. That was on X-Men? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't remember that. That was right before the Phoenix Saga. Yep. I was watching X Men on Netflix, and I don't remember Captain America showing up. And he shows up. I was like, I can't believe there are a lot of cameos in that. There's a whole Spider Man crossover one that happened with the Spider Man cartoon on Fox. Let's get started on the show. Okay, we'll get, we'll get to all this over <laughs> Yeah, that'll be. Super I, mean, I can just edit it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. was superimposing on the podcast. <laughs> you know what I meant? <laughs> Fuck. I'm gonna show up like a lightsaber. <laughs> All right, I want to talk about that shit too. All right, welcome to Um That Just Happened, the podcast that makes your commute suck just a little bit less. Pre-recorded at the FTC, edited at Lazarus Bay Studios, recording in high-quality audio for posterity on June 22nd, to be aired on June 28th with closed captions were available. We submit for approval your weekly source of audio debauchery. I'm Rodney Sinio. I'm Adam Flores. And a very special guest back at the FTC, Mr. Ryan Manning. How's it going? <laughs> We thought about bringing Ivan in, but uh, maybe we'll save that for a later podcast. Or maybe we'll save that for a uh, prank call in that guy. You can't call him Igor. Igor! Actually, Igor? it's Igor. You've been saying it wrong this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Igor makes me think of uh, Killer Instinct. Wasn't that the final boss in... Fulgore. Fulgore? Fulgore! Oh, no, wait, you know, I'm thinking of Idol. Idol! Right, Idol's the final boss, like, with the two heads and the club, with the billy club. There's, there's Fulgore and Idol, I think. Yeah, maybe I'm just mixing up the two. Yeah. Igor! I didn't care for Killer Instinct. Ever. No. No, sorry. My oh. favorite thing about Killer Instinct was it came with a CD, and it was all techno music, which in the early, mid-90s, I never really heard that at all. That was my favorite thing about the first Jennifer Lopez album, too, is that it came with a CD and all the other pictures. <laughs> awesome! It's like, here's a 13 picture spread of Jennifer Lopez and a free audio CD. CD. I actually like the CD. I'm on the we sex. talked about that before. We're getting into shots. Oh, yeah. Also, the FTCs. The so, Nameless Goat. The Nameless Goat. Ivan the Goat now. So, we talked about the goat the last time. All I would think about was the goat boy. Jim Brewer's character. From, SNL. Yeah, from SNL. Do you remember that? No, you know what? You mentioned that. I, I can only think of Adam Sandler's first album where he actually had a goat. That was pretty good, too. Yeah, on the Piece of Shit yeah. Car album. Yeah. Fucking goat boy. The goat boy was fucking Jim hilarious. Brewer was funny for goat boy and half baked. Yeah. <clears throat> To me, I don't think he His stand up is really good. His stand up was pretty good. It wasn't bad. I didn't care for it as much as some other people do, but that's just me. All right, so shout outs. Firstly, you want to shout out to the wife, of course, everything you do, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just yada, 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 Maria? A little bit. I want to give a shout out to the Chicago Blackhawks. Damn it. 
Sorry, I go first. <laughs> I guess since, I'm going first and shout out. Since the last podcast, Chicago, the home base of operations for the FTC, Chicago has the reigning champions for the National Hockey League. What a great game. Shut them out. Stanley Cup is home. Stan- and for the first time since, what, 1938 or some shit like that? Or 38 years or something like that. 77 no, years. No, Stanley Cup was won at home. Yeah. yeah. But the Stanley Cup, meaning home... Since like the year before last, but it was the first time they won it in home in seventy-seven years. Yeah. seventy-seven years. Yes, nineteen thirty-eight. Crazy. Which crazy no one game. would know, thanks to the old owner in the nineties who never televised the home games. That's true. And that was back when I was actually going to Blackhawks games. That's when you could just show up and buy tickets. You know, yeah. right there. So they pay you to go to the game. Yeah. But uh, congratulations, guys. We love you. We love you. Love you. Thank you so much for bringing another trophy back home, starting off Dynasty. Right. I think that's it for me. Uh, shout out to the Sony Entertainment. We'll get to that. A little bit later. Oh, we're good today. All right, gotta pace myself. Ryan, what do you got? Yesterday was Father's Day. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna say shout out to my dad. Thank you for having me. And then uh, my brother is actually uh, kids is hereditary. If your parents don't, you probably won't. Some of those test tube babies is maybe aired sometime in the way future. That's a lie. (laughs) Fucking liars. (laughs) My brother had his first Father's Day as a father, so you know, shout out to him as well as his birthday being next week. So when this airs, he will hear it then. Yeah, make sure he hears it. Yeah, I'll make sure he hears it. You better be listening to the show. Don't waste this. Damn it! (laughs) I shouted you out. Damn it! Yeah, yeah, that's it for now. All right, I got a shout out for a. uh, Actually, I was going to talk about this, and I might just, I might just heard that. Shout out to Andy and Matt from the Smith Signal who just started following us on uh, SoundCloud. I'm just listening to the episode 15 and episode 1 from the Smith Signal. The Smith Signal. Some friends across the pond, as it were, from England. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go back and binge listen because it's really great podcast. Really good topics. Uh, I think this is what we should probably talk about uh, on the so show. We're gonna, so we're going to copy off of them? Yeah. Which I'm okay with. We're totally going to plagiarize. Nice. No. Um, it's a really great show. It's uh, we, we have a lot of parallel topics. I've only heard the two so far, but good stuff. Good stuff. I was going to shout out the Blackhawks. Sorry. I um, mean, then birthday shout-outs. I think we missed birthday shout-outs last episode. A little bit. I forgot to shout-out my dog, whose birthday was on June 14th. So, sorry, Betty. I love you. I forgot to shout-out my cousin, Ben, or I like to call him Dominic. I don't know why he has two names. I'm going to ask him that someday. He's Filipino. Does he need a reason? All right. Good point. <laughs> uh, my friend Jason, uh, my friend from grade school, Sarah, our Aunt DA's birthday, will be this week, but we should have shot her out last week. Frankie's sister, yep. Her birthday was, uh, Lizette, her birthday was the 26th. If, yeah, this is probably aired so Her birthday was the 26th. My friend Brianne, birthday's coming up. My friend Jessica from Wisconsin. A great school friend, Megan. Somebody who's on Facebook who I don't really know, and I don't know. Uh, maybe she's one of uh, our fans or something. Alexandria? Don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Oh, my friend Susie's birthday's coming up. Susie's birthday, who's actually on the show with Jose Bernal, the best man in my wedding. Oh, yeah, that's it's right. It's her birthday today, actually. So, shout out to Susie. Happy birthday. birthday. Or happy birthday last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Ryan and my friend Jenna. Hey, we have a friend Ryan here. <laughs> oh, yeah. When is oh, your hi. birthday? Uh, 311. Nice. Yeah, hey, I'm 314. Oh, shit. Oh, cheers. My uh, wedding anniversary's 313. Yeah! Oh, the two of us were born that day. Both died. <laughs> <laughs> um... Public also, another shout out to all the people that are following the at UTJH podcast 
Twitter page, Danny Drummond, Will Paprocki, Lizette Elizalde, Nelson, everybody else that's actually following us on the Twitter page. Thank you so much for the support. Keep that going. Yeah, we gotta have, well, yeah, we still got it, but Nelson, we're trying to get Nelson back on the podcast. Something that just happens fifth Beatle. Hopefully then, next uh, week. And then Bill and Monica. I talked to them. He's very excited. She hit me up. They're both very excited to be back on the show again, so we gotta hit, get them back on. Especially yeah. so, so she could talk a little bit more about Geeks of Go-Go. I'm re- I really enjoy the stuff that she posts. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, also Edgar and Alex and the WWE podcast. We got a... Eric. Yeah, and Eric. Eric's dying for that. We're going to do a late night podcast hopefully very soon just to get that out of the way. Uh, just see if we can do it. An after after work thing for me. So it'll be about midnight when we record. It's like a Friday night though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, or maybe Saturday, so Rodney doesn't have to worry about working and then getting up and coming over and stuff like that. We'll figure it out. Friday or Saturday, I can do either. All right, look, you good? Yeah. Let's move on. Podcast news. Okay, podcast news. We got some new international listeners in Istanbul, Turkey. I don't know if we mentioned them before, but they're back on the map. It's worth it. Hello. Uh, Tijuana, Mexico. Hola. Dublin, Ireland. Oh, that's right. I think it was the accent that oh, did it. They're probably sitting there going, "Huh, who's this fucker asshole right there?" Trying yeah, to that, like it's this, these stats are from your week of uh, your episode, episode fifty-eight. Well, maybe they heard Madigan. You know, Madigan actually is a very popular bar chain in Ireland. <laughs> Prove it. Fly us out there. <laughs> uh, I would love to go out there. Me too. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to St. James Gate Brewery because I heard they can pour and draw Guinness, draw shamrocks in the Guinness at the same like. Two at a time? No, I used to be being... I mean, we worked at Bennigan's for years, so we don't talk about work. <laughs> so this is what I hate about SoundCloud. It says we have listeners in Ukraine, but no, it doesn't say what part of Ukraine. So maybe, you know, the Russian accent, too. <laughs> Dude, it's everybody. All of everybody Ukraine. in the Ukraine. All of Ukraine listen to now. We all listen to the one podcast. We have one iPod. <laughs> No offense to your Ukrainian listeners. We just lost all the Ukrainians. <laughs> <laughs> just that one stat's going to drop off by next week. Ghana, of course, Killian. We're the number one podcast in Ghana. Locally, Am- Amesbury, Massachusetts. Massachusetts? I have no trouble with Amesbury, I guess. <laughs> Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> this is fucking Wabalipa. Massachusetts. Malvern, Pennsylvania. Cut Off LA. There's actually a place called Cut Off LA. I think it's a dry town. No, hey. Joey Gladstone. It's bad enough that you do the voices. I don't need to compare you to him. Haymarket, Virginia. Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. And Smar, Georgia. It sounds like the Cubs pitcher. Smar, Smar, Smar. He's a Sox pitcher. Sox pitcher. Sox pitcher. Yeah. yeah, he was a Cubs pitcher. He almost played for the Bears. Is a pitcher? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, they won the Stanley Cup. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just wanted to be clear. <laughs> Are we good? Yeah. Oh, another bit of podcast news. We are back on Podomatic.com, so you can find us again on Podomatic.com. I was debating on whether or not we should renew the subscription because the rates went up, and you know, hundred bucks a year is not doesn't sound like much, but you know, when you're married with kids and two you know, kids, yeah, middle, uh, middle, what do you call it? Middle, middle income, middle, middle class, middle class income. Yeah. Don't talk about politics. Yeah, you kind of think twice about it. But then our Wichita listeners are on Potomatic, mm. and then so is Ghana on mm. Potomatic. And, of course, David Merkel would probably never forgive us if we made him create a SoundCloud account. Shout out to David. Hey, Dave. But, he's, uh, he's actually supposed to be on today, but he's uh, he's dropping some big news. Yeah. Or a little news. I think I'm allowed to talk about it now. So There's news coming from David Merkel. I'm sure you could guess what it is by now. It came out. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know he has a gun, right? <laughs> oh, he's changed his name. Oh, okay. Is 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 that his you know Kate stripper handle? <laughs> I have a gun. Yeah. Actually, he needs a Twitter name. Oh, yeah, but it's got to be from somebody from Wichita. Yeah. Speaking of Wichita, didn't want to alienate you guys out and force you off of automatic, so we renewed the subscription. Please, please make it worth our while and uh, reach out to us. Take so, a picture next to some sign or something in Wichita with the hashtag UTJH and hashtag the username that David Merkel has to use. It could be anything. Yeah. It's been over a year, guys. Try Come not on. to be, like, racist or overtly mean. Like, it can't be at I hate all black people. <laughs> we can't do that. That would be pretty bad. But, um, yeah, we're back on Podomatic. Of course, we're on SoundCloud. You can find us on the Get Disease Network. You can find us on podbay.fm. Don't know how we got there, but okay. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and uh, Geeks of Go-Go every Monday morning at 6 a.m. Right. Moving on to our Um What's Gonna Happen segment today. Coming up on our Um What's Gonna Happen segment. Today on Um I Just Saw, we're going to talk about everything we've seen in the past few weeks. Corrections, we have a few of those. Fuck you, department. Got a big one today. This is our greatest today. We're going to be doing none other than the late great. Is he knighted? Is he Sir Christopher Lee? Sir Christopher Lee. Sir Christopher Lee. He's very worthy of that title. Comic Cliff Notes today is going to be on Stick. Top Topics is going to be Guilty Player TV shows. Shows that we aren't necessarily ashamed that we watch, but don't necessarily jump in telling people that we watch it. And what you say, I'm going to ramble off 15 more movie quotes. See if you guys could uh, tell me what movie they are. Open forum. I'm going to be talking a lot about E3. because I want to get some of that out of the way. Some of the major things that I'm excited for. And then, of course, our promotional segment. So, first and foremost, um, I just saw all the way up to episode number 12 of Orange is the New Black, which is the second to last episode. It's not not bad at all this season. I think it's a great show. It's very, very entertaining. You want to talk about Guilty Pleasure TV shows? There you go. Largely comedic in this season. Like, the other seasons, they get pretty dark at some points. This is very, very funny most of the time, which I really, really enjoy. Also saw the trailer for, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit in open forum, some of the teaser for The Last Guardian, which is a game that Sony's been trying to make for the better half of about 10 years. The Last Guardian is from the same group of people that made Ico, or Ico, depending on how you pronounce it, and Shadow of the Colossus, two games that I absolutely fucking love. Um, they're not necessarily hard games in terms of you have to fight pawn after pawn, you know, fight this guy and then get to the bad guy. No, it's it's more just Eco or Ico is you grab this princess, you have to lead her out of this castle. That's it. And you have to fight off a couple little shadow demons that come out of the ground, but they're not difficult. It's not about that. It's about finding the right route. It's, almost, it's, a, it's like a maze kind of thing. Is that the game that came on uh, the CD with Shadow of the Colossus? It did. It does. Not now it does. Back, back in the day it was a separate game. Shadow of the Colossus is you ride a horse, you wake up in a castle or a temple. You jump on your horse, you ride the horse to wherever the cloth is, you fight you fight nothing on the way. You're literally just riding a horse five to ten minutes depending on how far the cloth is. There's like a way that you can shine your sword so you can see where it is. Sometimes it takes longer because it's harder to find the right route. You get there, you figure out the weakness of the Colossus, climb the back of it, climb the front of it, climb its arm, whatever, get to the top, find its weak spot, kill the Colossus, it dies, you absorb darkness, you knock out, wake up back in that castle, rinse and repeat. So they're not necessarily hard games in, in the traditional idea, like, man, you know, there's projectiles flying at you from every every angle, It's you have to get your timing down. This is all about if you can beat this particular Colossus in the best way, in the only way you can do it, you know? You know, there's no two ways really around it. You have to get to this spot. It's all about puzzle solving, which I really, really enjoy. So, The Last Guardian, they were supposed to make it about eight, eight years ago, and I was 
so excited. Every fucking E3, basically, they were like, it's coming out, it's happening, we don't have a date, we don't have a date, we don't have a date, now they're like, okay, have a date. It looks fucking amazing, it's gonna be on PS4, I can't wait. And like Gran Turismo 5. Except without the cars, no cars, actually. You guys gotta check it out, though. If, if you ever get a chance to check I've out heard, the I've, I've seen gameplay for the, the Shadow of the Colossus. It's an absolutely fun game, to me. I know other people that have played it, they're just like, this fucking game sucks. There are other people that they just, you know, they get it, like, they get that it's not for everybody. It's like Mirror's Edge. It's not a game for everybody, but it's a fun game to me. What have you just seen? So, we're gonna, we're gonna start off with the video games. I saw the preview trailer for the remake of Final Fantasy VII. Ah, they were talking about this work. That looks amazing. Oh my god. I've never really gotten into the Final Fantasy, like, whole thing, but that trailer that they showed me at work, just, I don't know, it, it doesn't even look like CGI anymore, it's so good. If you looked at my save game for Final Fantasy VII, it was just stuck at 99, 99, 99, because really? the, the time couldn't go any higher, because I played that game so much. The wow. only games I would say I played more than that are the Legend of Zelda games, which I'm obsessed with. Ocarina of Time. The Ocarina of Time and The Link to the Past. Not, not the laser games, though, right? Not the, not the ones on Panasonic? No, no, no. The, the Ocarina of Time and A Link to the Past. So A Link to the Past is the first game that I really remember beating when I was a kid. And Ocarina of Time, I fell in love with immediately. And I bought a 3DS for Ocarina of Time because it came out on the 3DS. Wow. So, I mean... <clears throat> Wait, Ocarina of Time, was that the one on... 64. It was on 64. Okay. Ocarina of Time, I never actually played it. I played Zelda, uh, okay. Link, honestly. Yeah, for the Nintendo? I never got yeah. into the Adventures of and, Link. It, they're, they're so different from one another. And then The uh, first one and the second one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Completely different games. And then after that, I didn't really play anything. I played the one that was on the, the, uh, the Game Boy for a while. Okay. I think it was A Link to the Past. Uh, a Link to the Past was Super Nintendo. It may have yeah, been... Yeah, they re-released it onto the Game Link's Boy. Awakening. And then I, I never played Ocarina of Time. I never played the disc-based ones that weren't actually Nintendo games. They were Panasonic's games. And they were just god-awful. They were actually Zelda games. You weren't playing as Link. Everyone that I know that has played Ocarina of Time absolutely fucking love it. Yeah. If you want me to bring over my 3DS, you could play it. <laughs> yeah, because the uh, the original sequel felt more like a Castlevania game. Yeah, it was a side scroller pretty yeah. much. I love Versus Castlevania. The omnipotent view. Is it omnipotent? Overhead, the, yeah, the Eagles, Eagle Eye viewer. Well, so it wasn't Eagle Eye, it was no, side scroll. He meant the original. No, the original. Oh, yeah, the original. Yeah, okay. yeah. But Final Fantasy VII, to me, I remember playing it back in the day. A friend let me borrow I never owned it. I remember loving that game, but Final Fantasy didn't really sell me until Final Fantasy X. Really? Yeah. Because I never owned the game, so I never really got around to playing it that much. Was but, that the first PS2 game? The first, yeah. Not the first PS2 game, but the first, like, one of the first network PS2 games? No, that was, I think, X2 that they made, like, you know, an attachment for the PS. Actually, it was PS1, wasn't it? No, you're right. PS2, PS2. The PS1 was Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. But Final Fantasy VII spawned Advent Children, which to me is one of the best anime slash CGI movies It is a great movie. Going to my next thing I just watched. Uh, oh, question for you. Yes. Have you ever played for Super Nintendo The Secret of Mana? Yes. To me, it feels like a Zelda game that should have been a Zelda game. The, the Secret of Mana is a phenomenal game. You ever yeah. watched that before? And I love all the mini-games. I've seen of this. I haven't watched this. Advent Children is phenomenal. I think it's easily one of the... I think that breaks into my top 20. Of anime or movies? Period. Wow. Like, it's it's so beautifully done, and it's what pissed me off so much about the spirits within. Yeah. That Final Fantasy movie. Was that, like, which is, yeah, that was so bad. 
It was so bad. But proceed. So, uh, an anime movie, you know, the, I got very much into anime when I was a kid, you know, and uh, a movie that I've always meant to watch but never really had time or remembered, My Neighbor Totoro. It's a phenomenal Miyazaki movie, one of the most popular movies. If I showed you a picture, you would know. You, you've seen the artwork before, and almost like a, a dark undertone. It's not the guy, the same one that did Fireflies, is it? Yes. Sounds the, gra- the Grave of Fireflies? Yeah. That's old school, man. Yeah. Didn't, didn't that come out in like the six? Was it the 60s that they came out? So he did Spirit Away, My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, okay, yeah, Princess yeah. Mononoke, Howl's Moving Castle, The Wind Rises, Kiki's Delivery Service, Castle in the Sky. Spirited Away was the one that garnered a lot of awards. Yeah, won a lot of awards. Very good movie. 1988. Oh. I don't know why I said the fucking 60s. Watch it. it. It really is a very good movie. That I've always wanted to watch Spirited Away, and I never got a chance to. It is another very good movie. Pretty much every Miyazaki movie, except for his most recent one, which is funny enough, the only one I've seen in theaters. Phenomenal, and some of my favorite movies. That's how I felt about uh, the guy who did Akira. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he came out with Steam Boy, I was like, man, I'm so excited for this. Then I watched him, like, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't what I wanted it to be. Like, after Akira is just, it's such a great, I think that's, that's easily in my top 10 movies of all time. Um... Katsuhiro Otomo. Sorry. After you came out with Steam Boy, I was just like, what the hell, man? Like, you had so much potential on that one. Still great, beautiful, beautifully drawn, beautifully directed, uh, but just not the movie I wanted it to be. Akira is one of the few movies that got me into anime when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Me too. Have you ever seen that, Ronnie? I don't think so. So, and then actually another Miyazaki movie. Fucking Asian, only Asian in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and then and they're schooling me on, like, yeah. Japanime. And then uh, Akira, Vampire Hunter D. Mm-hmm. And then another Miyazaki movie, Princess Mononoke. They were like the three first movies I saw that sold me until now. Vampire Hunter D is a lot of fun to watch, too. Oh, yeah. Other things I just watched. I missed that shit on, t- on Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network used to have like Cowboy Bebop, Outlaw oh, yeah. Star, all kinds of dope anime. The initial, uh, what was the giant fucking robots? I know this not nearly done. Giant fucking robots that had people driving them kind of. They had swords and shit. Oh, uh, fuck. It's gonna bother me now. Yeah, Mobile Suit Gundam. I was going to say, you're talking about Gundams? Well, there's a few Gundams. You know, there's been a lot of Gundams. Yeah. Gundam Wing was the first one I watched all the way through. And then Mobile Suit Gundam. I love Mobile Suit Gundam. Anyway, I digress. Okay. I saw Jurassic World. Loved it. It was great. It was... Now, how, how do you rank it in the Jurassic? I think for nostalgia purposes, Jurassic Park is still my favorite because nothing will capture that feeling that I still get thinking back about it. And the CGI holds well. It, Yeah, definitely. Because they didn't overutilize it. The CGI that they mostly used in that movie was from afar, which I think is the right way to use CGI. Granted, I love the Hulk. I love Avengers. There's no other way to do the Hulk. But that's what kills me now is everyone relies so heavily on CGI. I mean, all the close-up stuff was all practical. Like, when the Velociraptors are in the kitchen, that's when it looks kind of hokey. Because it's zoomed in, you can see that they're, they're, they move strangely. But like, even when the giant T-Rex came down, the eye, you know, the iris dilated a little bit from the light. All that stuff was all practically done, so you didn't have to worry about, does that look phony or not, in a way. When the T-Rex was chasing Jeff Goldblum, it actually seemed closer than it actually appeared. Such a jerk.
And then, uh, <laughs> all right, two nights ago, I watched uh, the Avatar movie again. Not the piece of shit one based on the cartoon. The Last Airbender? No, fuck that. So much. You're talking about James Cameron's Avatar. Yes. I didn't really give it a fair shot because I knew a lot of people that didn't like it. New Pocahontas. And then, pretty much, yeah. And I decided to give it another shot and bought it on Blu-ray for $5. Yeah. It's not a bad movie. No, like it, it really was pretty good. You know, it was better than I remembered watching it the first time because when I watched it the first time, it was a bunch of people were like, ah, this garbage. The facial capture is perfect, I think. About as perfect as it's going to get. Um, they announced the sequel to it. Two and three already. Yeah. Which, for as much money as you're spending making those movies, yeah. it's going to be a long time before those come out. And then finally, last thing I started watching, Vikings. Which oh, yeah. Is fucking amazing. Minnesota? Yes. The Minnesota... No. <laughs> <laughs> TV show that was on right after Game of Thrones, or during, you know, right around the same time, and I've had hundreds of people tell me, you need to watch this, you need to watch this, you need to watch this, and finally, I have nothing else to watch. For you uh, UK people, I'm officially up to date on everything Doctor Who, so... I'm sorry. Yeah, that, I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not... If you know, Caesar's mad at me right now, that's all. Yeah, Doctor Who is definitely top five favorite TV shows ever. I've... So. so I think I need to watch it with somebody who uh, can point me in the right direction. Yeah. I just There's a lot of uh, mythology around. There's a lot of, uh, you know, Sonic Screwdriver and the TARDIS. No, I just, I don't know. I haven't gotten into it. Like, you would think that I would have. But... Which is why I started watching it. Because so many people were like, you know, you would like this. And I watched the first episode. And I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, this is garbage. And I watched the second episode. I'm like, ah, oh, that's all right. Watched the third. I'm like, that was pretty good. And then, like, fourth through 100 and whatever, I just binge watched over a few months. and. Damn. Now through the new doctor and yeah, shout, shout out to you're going to get a disease. They mentioned on their show, you know, Nick's little geek, and he uh, he was talking to Luke about there are certain things that you know you think the geek culture you're automatically associated with. There's things that you should already be into. Like he was he explaining on the last show, he feels like he should be into Harry Potter. You know, Jonah's very much into Harry Potter, but he's not, and he just I mean he's watched it, he's given a shot. I think he's like three or four movies in, but just just couldn't get into it. Harry Potter grew on me very well because of Maria. Yeah. She and was the one who uh, it, yeah, made us watch it. It's one of those things, like, I, it's hard for me to make her watch all these movies and turn around, and she's actually into it. Like, all the Marvel movies. The end of Father's Day yesterday, we were, we were both reading different comic books in bed. If it, I don't know. <laughs> it would be bad of me to be like, watch all my shit, fuck all your shit kind of thing. So I gave Harry Potter a real open chance, and I, I think they are good movies. When you start from number one, of course it sucks. You're a grown-ass man watching... <laughs> A movie geared towards the little kids. But when by the time you get to the last one, you develop some kind of thoughts, either positive or negative, depending on the character. And one way or another, you want to see how this shit's going to end. It's not like, ugh, just finish it. Let's see what happens. No, you, you get invested in the characters. and just like, I want to see what happens with Harry. You're emotionally invested in him? I am. Within him. So you're I'll, give him another, I'll give him another lightning bolt tattoo. <laughs> One, Might two, be a mushroom-looking one, though. <laughs> oh, that was too much? This whole fucking show, we're talking about random shit, I can't say anything about giving him a Harry Potter mushroom now. stamp? Cannot believe it. Forget a kiss! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so who's up? Miyazaki was not the Grave of Fireflies, by the way. Yeah. It looks similar. And so I was like, yeah, no, no, I don't want people to get angry and say, yes! And, yeah, so I'm correcting myself before it ends. We blew our one correction for next week. Damn, damn. <laughs> our, only, our only sponsored segment. Um, I just saw, somebody showed me, speaking of video game trailers, uh, the Cup Man trailer at work. And uh, if you guys haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube. It's really sharp looking trailer. It's meant to be a very 1930s, 1940s cartoon kind of feel. But if you look at the trailer, it's actual gameplay. So it's very like, um, feels like Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Mickey. Steamboat Willie. Is it Steamboat Willie? Yeah. yeah. Those Mickey. I don't know why. Wiki. 
Yeah. But um, feels like that in color. Got that kind of grainy feel to it, but it's actual gameplay as opposed to cartoon footage. Really looks just like a cartoon. Um, I guess it's going to be based on like cups or like, I don't know, weird characters that are like cups with arms, legs, and a face. And it's kind of like a combination of um, a weird cartoon and Mega Man style physics, that type of thing. 2D side scrolling. Sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, only on the Xbox One, though. We're going to get to the end yes. of the fuck you segment. <laughs> Well, as far as I know. Um, I saw the trailer for The Martian, which uh, Maria talked about that in episode 59. I immediately was hooked, like, in the first 15 seconds. Wow. Like, I really want to see this movie. I love that line of the trailer where he's like, I'm going to science the fuck out of this. And then um, I'm into episode 8 of Daredevil, keeping you posted on my Daredevil progress. <laughs> I finally had the moment where I want to watch the next episode. I sat down and watched oh. it, and I... I said to myself, Welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah, I think it was the the episode where he's surrounded by cops and they just end it there. It was like, holy shit. He's surrounded by like four squads. Uh-huh. Yep. And then they end up working for the king. Well, spoiler alert. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> they end up working for the kingpin. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Kind of wanted to. That'd be an interesting story twist if he wound up in jail. And then uh, through editing episode fifty nine, which is up by the way, very good episode. Very proud of uh, our wives. Our wives. Yes, yes on that episode, did a very good job. On a personal, I'm very proud of the editing because they put a lot of work. There's a lot of BGM. Might be more than any other episode. I have to look it up. Thank you. But uh, due to my vicious cycle of searching for BGM for the episode, I got into the cycle of watching YouTube videos. Started watching Alanis Morissette videos, and okay. I watched. I uh, pulled up the Jagged Little Pill album, and I, I just really forgot. Just kind of brought me back to the you know whenever that album came out. I don't even know. Uh, Late nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Joey Gladstone. Yeah. Ah. Well, that's that's why that's why I brought it up because we mentioned uh, they mentioned Dave Coulier. Yeah. For some reason, and I, I don't know if you caught I played uh, Auto No in the background. Yeah. I thought it was kind of apropos, and uh, I just forgot how um, really great album Jagged Little Pill. Just like pulling the tracks, I was like, oh, I remember. There's that. a lot of yodeling going on around that time. You had Landis Morissette, Cranberries had a trick that kind of did that. Jewel came out. She's a full-on yodeler. Yeah. Yeah. Just remember that I. Completely forgot about that album. And then I got into a cycle of um, watching Beach Boys concerts. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. 100 concerts. <laughs> Love the Beach Boys. Really? I don't... I cannot stand the Beach Boys. They have a lot more hits than you think they... When I first said, oh, you know, I don't really like the Beach Boys. It was one since where I'm like, oh, Do they I, do I, Wouldn't I It that... Be Nice? Yeah. I think that's my, my one only favorite Beach Boys song. Yeah. I don't need to sing it. So this isn't the acapella episode anymore. Right. It played in the background. <laughs> Although not my favorite Beach Boys, I actually don't like a lot of the uh, the big hits. I like it. I like uh, some of my favorite Beach Boys songs are some of the ones that you know not a lot of people like. Four Hundred Nine. Four Hundred Nine was a pretty good song. I think it's a pretty enough good enough cleaner. But besides that, Coco. oh, you shake your head at me, dude? Really? <laughs> Master of one liners over here shakes his head because I call the Beach Boys song a household cleaner, which it is. It is. Technically. Little Deuce Coop. Although, you know, it's not Surfing USA, but... Did they used to sing that to Michelle when she was falling asleep, right? No, no, no. It's, uh... What did they sing to Michelle when she was falling asleep? Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Raining blood! Angel of death! Mother of the kingdom of the dead! I want to say... Besides that. I want to say they sang Goodnight Sweetheart, but that's Three Men and a Baby. Yeah. Which is practically the same thing. Yeah. Um, I think it... I know there's some movies... Then they sang Teddy Bear, but Teddy Bear wasn't the Beach Boys. Yeah, he did. Anyway. No, wrong show. We'll get to that later. Okay. Um, oh, um, I just saw William Shatner at uh, Cracker Barrel. Wow. Yeah, on Sunday. Like, for real? Like, that was real? Yeah. You so No, it was serious. Like, no. He, um, one of the... Uh, Where's your hot-ass daughter, daughter Kayla Kowoko? Didn't ask him that shit? Yeah, I wanted to. Oh. He, uh, I don't think he was in the mindset of meeting fans. I mean, uh, all the all the waitresses at Cracker Barrel were all geeked up because it, it's the guy from the Travelocity commercial. I'm like, first of all, it's Priceline. And second of all... <laughs> 
It's the man from TJ Hooker. No. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's in that space show. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, he. Um, yeah. I overheard one of the waiters come up to him and ask him for um, just a picture, like a selfie, and he was turned him down. So, I don't know. Yeah. I wanna... He's got a force it on him. He's like, what's that? <laughs> selfie. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it, but he was kind of behind some chick who was kind of hard to take photos around with. Oh, yeah. yeah. Should have been like, hey, it's the guy that has shitty acting. Whoa. Something <laughs> is wrong with that. So, what was Sandra Bullock really like? <laughs> or Heather Locklear for that matter. Here's a name I haven't heard in a long fucking time. It's been a while. Anything else? No. It's all I saw for the week. Moving on to the corrections department. First of all, I want to recorrect the fact that I didn't give a shout out to my dog. I feel horrible about it. She's a great dog. She's four years old. Hey, Betty. Hey, Betty. Hi, Betty. I'm sure that there are more corrections from last week's episode. I'm sorry for all the Spanish. See? They did do the Spanglish thing a little bit, so I apologize for that. Hashtag sorry, not sorry, because, I mean, they're Mexican. They talk the way they talk. See? 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 You've been hanging around Caesar too fucking much. See? See? <laughs> when I first met him, his uh, we were going to Vegas together. And his passport said Caesar ETH. Or not his passport, but his ticket because he bought it and I, I don't know why, but it was spelled wrong on the ticket and he was freaking out. And so I'm like, oh, just pretend like you don't speak English all the time. And that's when everyone was telling me. It's like, oh, you know, he does the same where he says C, C a lot and pretends like he doesn't speak English. I'm like, so is that where that came from? <laughs> yeah. At least that's the story I heard. It yeah. may not be right, Caesar. Hopefully you're actually listening to this, you asshole. I've been seeing you for a while. You but, will. Yeah. Want to get a beer? Oh, corrections. Right. That's <laughs> it. Kind of got distracted. In corrections in the last show on episode 59, I talked about corrections from the previous episode, episode 58, but I don't know why I said episode 47. <laughs> I was editing that and I was like, what? What? <laughs> episode 58. <laughs> I don't know if um, I am going to put it as a separate segment or maybe I might edit it into this show. Or maybe I'll just do a reprise episode 58. Cause just do like like uh, UTJ's deleted scenes. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we got to put it out there because it's a great little five. It was actually just five minute segments. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, just, you yeah, can't little, just little snippets. Yeah. Yeah. For, for those who haven't recorded with us, hit us up because we'd love to have new guests on the show. Yeah, hit me up. And, and repeat guests. And yeah, Adam, booking department. We love friends <laughs> who bring friends. And that's how we got Ryan. We got the friend of a friend. But for those of you who have not recorded with us yet, I break up the show into editable segments. So I'm not sitting there on the weekend and being like, fuck, it's 90 minutes. I got to edit. It's just 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. And um, 40, episode 58. There we go, 47. Again. Episode 58 was broken into seven separate segments, one of which I cut down to five minutes, and I completely forgot to put those five minutes into the show. <laughs> we went right from Pissing on Graves to Top Topics, which so we skipped. Actually, we skipped the whole Pissing on Graves segment mm-hmm. and uh, Comic Book Cliff Notes. Hey, but the thing is, there was the lead-in for Pissing on Graves. Yeah. Like, today we're going to piss on Andy Davis. All right, so Top Topics. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Wait, what? Like, I was driving at the time to listen to him. Like, did I hit a warp zone? Did it finally fucking happen? Or did I fall asleep and I missed five minutes Which, of my life? Either Round I do such a tremendous job editing that nobody noticed, or nobody's listening. And I don't know if I should be offended. But um, I think it also has partly to do with our audience seems to be binging, like listening to us in bursts. Mm-hmm. Like, our most popular podcast is probably around 47 right now. And uh, the numbers are a little down on the newer podcasts. I think we're just putting so much out there that people are just trying to get caught up. Which at least... I mean, and that's what's rough about doing a podcast a week. People make sure they have the time. Like, not everyone has that right. Yeah. Oh, also, in episode 59, I caught you saying that the only good thing that Michael Douglas has been in is falling down and the game, which is false. The best thing Michael Douglas has been in is Catherine, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Zeta-Jones. God. I, you were, like... <laughs> 
Wow. As soon as he finished saying it, I'm like, he's going to fall across and he's going to on this Yeah. Which is true. It's absolutely yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely worth a, a, it is, a mention. It's a proper correction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I won't fault you for that. Because <laughs> like, we all make mistakes and we all have regrets in life. But whatever your regrets are, paying too much for insurance should not be one of them. So for seriously good coverage at a seriously low price, call 312-945-6254 or visit their website at aliminsurance.com. That's A-L-I-M for limb. They're not going to charge you an arm and a leg. Moving on to our fuck you department. First thing I want to give a fuck you to Xbox for coming out with backwards compatibility, you piece of shit. Actually, it's more of a fuck you to Sony for not coming out with backwards compatibility because you can do it. You just fucking won't. You fucking idiots. I hate you. What? Oh, yeah, the something eight guys are loving this. I know. <laughs> Shout out to the something eight guys. Fuck you, Jared. Um, the guy from Subway? Yes. <laughs> he's the fat fucking guy from Subway. Anyway. Fuck you to Xbox for having backwards compatibility. I'm very, very, very jealous. <laughs> there are a lot of games for the PS3 and PS2 that I would love to just slide in and play with. Wait a minute. Wait, there's something there. Wait. <laughs> Wait. No, I got nothing. There's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah. But that's it for me, Brian. Any fuck uh, yous? You know, I, I don't really have a fuck you, but I have a, a situation that happened that would normally be a fuck you that was turned around. So I, was, I was speeding, nice. you know, and I really don't speed that often, but, uh, so dad, if you're listening, I really don't. I got pulled over in Schaumburg, Yikes. and I was going, it was like 49 and a 25, like I was really flying, and the cop pulled me over, he goes, you know you were going really fast, I'm like, you know, I told him flat out, I'm like, honestly, I saw the speed, you know, the stop, you know, the speed limit sign, I saw you, I broke really fast, and I just started pulling over, because I knew you were going to pull me over, and, uh. He said, you know, when's the last time he got pulled over? I'm like, I cannot remember the last time. It's been years. He goes, well, give me your license, registration, you know, insurance, and let me go check. He comes back. He goes, this should be a really, really hefty ticket, but you have an impeccable driving record. You were dead honest with me, which never happens. He goes, here's a warning. Don't ever do it again. I'm like, oh, holy shit. I'm like, thank you, Schaumburg police officer, <laughs> you know, who made my life, you know, the I've, you never have good stories about, you know, police officers like that. You know, when you get pulled over going 20, 27, 28 over or whatever I was going, it's usually, oh, you know, I ended up in jail. Last time I got pulled over, I was just blasting Brian McKnight. <laughs> and singing along and just, woo! Like, motherfuck. And I was going seven miles over the speed. Oh, it's like, I got you at 15. I'm like, it's absolutely impossible. But I'll take it. So he gave you a ticket for going, wow. He's not a Brian McKnight fan. I guess not. This is a long time ago, though. Hopefully. For a really long stretch, I had a, um, a good record of not getting pulled over for speeding. Yeah. Or at least even when I got pulled over, I had a way. So they taught us uh, at a job I used to work with. I don't know if I should tell us. But uh, because we, we needed a license for us to be able to work. And uh, they said, if you ever get pulled over, what you want to do is you want to turn your dome light on, hands on the wheel at 10 and 2 with your license and your uh, registration and or your insurance card in your hand. Because police officers appreciate that, especially, you know, if it's in the dark, they know what to expect. You know, they can see inside the car, you turn the radio off and you be completely honest with them. And of course, I bought a car that had a supercharger in it and that kind of all went out the window. Of course. And the music off is also a good idea. Yeah. Because nobody wants to get their ass beat to a soundtrack. Especially when it's Brian McKnight. Yes. <laughs> Any more fuckies? That's it for me. Oh, I'm good for now. Yeah. All right. Move I can... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I actually have a long list I of forgot, fuckies. I completely forgot that you had fuckies. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Welcome to the show. You're uh, such a nice guy. We never think <laughs> of fucking anyone. Actually, I think I have like seven. Holy 
shit. Wow. I, I might ration them out because I didn't get to put a fuck you into the last uh-huh. episode, so I've been it's been building. It's been building. All right. So let's say uh, let's say I go with two for today. <laughs> this might be a while. Fuck you to the eBay seller who sold me those uh, phone cases. Because um, I got this new phone, the Galaxy uh, S6 Edge. And a um, co-worker of mine also got the same phone at the same time for, through a different carrier. And uh, he had this awesome 6 Edge specific case where it's it's completely mirrored. And when the phone rings or lights up, you can see through the mirror. And when it's off, it's just it's a two-way mirror, so you can't see it. And there's a magnet in the mirror, so the phone knows when the case is closed. And um, if it rings, the screen obviously lights up, you can see the screen. And you can answer without having to open in the case. Really fucking cool to see in person. Only thing is, the case was like 60 bucks. I didn't really want to pay $60 for a cell phone case. Couldn't justify it. So I, I went on Google and tried to find like, okay, can I find this thing cheaper? Found it on Amazon for like 47 Okay. And then I found a bootleg one on eBay for like 7 bucks. It's like, oh shit, for 7 bucks, I'll buy two of them. I bought a blue one and I bought a silver one. Bought it on eBay, I did the buy it now section. And uh, I think it was shipping from Hong Kong or whatever, which I don't know why shit from Hong Kong takes like 4 to 6 weeks to ship, because I mean, don't we have like advanced aeronautics? or something that can fly shit over? Uh, <laughs> no, we don't. No. 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 <laughs> Just throw it over the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Does it does it really have... It's a phone case. Do you really have to put it on a boat and fucking paddle it over here from China? Whatever. Yeah. Paddle boat. Yeah. So, uh... No, it's one of those Mortal Kombat <laughs> dragon boats. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I wait about six weeks and on the very last day when I was expecting to arrive, it never came, obviously, and, you know, I emailed the guy. Do you have shipping information or tracking information for this stuff? Like, it's been... You know, I waited a day after, you know, I got it. It's like, oh, no, sorry. I guess um, if you haven't received it, chip must must have gotten lost. How do you know it got lost? They're like, okay, well, why don't you resend it to me? I've been waiting six weeks at this point, so please send it to me, expedite the shipping, and you know, give me a tracking number. Okay, I'll get you the tracking number when I reship. Week goes by, guy never reships. So I'm like. What the hell? I explained eBay. And, uh, I mean, this guy had, like, a 97% positive rating, so I figured, you know, it's not gonna be a total tool, and just eBay refunded the money. Just like, I don't know, I was waiting for this cool case, ended up buying it somewhere else. Yeah, fuck you to that guy. It wasn't really that great, epic story, but that's my fuck you for this week. Uh, well, one of them. And then, then I went to Dunkin' Donuts on a Sunday. I think it was a Sunday before last. And, uh, there was a guy in line, pulling up a line of, like, probably six, seven people deep. And, uh, he's ordering, uh, 12, he was ordering, like, a dozen donuts. And he's going through his donuts, he wanted two coffee rolls for his last two. And, uh, the Coffee rolls aren't donuts. I mean, I think it's kind of clear. You can kind of see that on a menu. It's kind of like ordering two muffins for your last two donuts. So, you know, the cashier is trying to explain to him that you can't order coffee rolls as your last two donuts because they're not donuts. And the guy just threw a fucking fit about it. And he's looking at me. He's like, I hate buying stuff from corporate places like this because you have to buy them the way that they're selling them. You can't buy like the way you want to buy it. And he's looking at me like he's turning around. I'm right behind him. He's like, am I right? Am I right? And I'm like, no, dude, just buy your fucking shit so I can order my, you know, breakfast. It's all that. No, I was thinking that. <laughs> I'm telling him now on our podcast in our fuck you segment because I right away I wrote it down on my phone. It's like you just made my fuck you for the week. Um, <laughs> Should have been like congratulations, sir. Like yes, they can make the rules. It's their fucking store. This isn't fucking Burger King. You have it your way. You gotta buy their package shit. Like you go to McDonald's, you can't be like, oh, let me take a Big Mac and a Whopper in the same value meal for five bucks. You just make shit up. And there's like a line six, seven people deep. We're all waiting for breakfast and coffee, and fucking told up the line because he wants to mix and match. Any more fuck you, sir? And Harry. Jimmy, Trent, wherever you are out there, fuck you too. Alright, moving on to our uh, Pissing on Grave segment. Today we're going to be doing 
Sir Christopher Lee. Rodney, what do we got? So Sir Christopher Lee, most people know him. He's been in so many movies. Actually, I'm just going to run through interesting facts and trivia about Sir Christopher Lee as opposed to uh, describing his uh, life type because he everybody knows he's uh, Count Dooku. Yeah. Dracula? Oh. Well, that too, yeah. In the Hammer films, yeah. He's actually been in over 200 movies. I think he holds the Guinness Book World Record for been in the most movies. Hold on, Saruman or Sauron? Who is he? Who is he in Lord of the Rings? Saruman. That's another thing that I, you would think I would be into. Really? We'll get to that Not so much. Episode, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> he actually turned down Sam Loomis. In Halloween? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they had enough money for him. No, he turned it down. What well, an idiot. He was born on the same day as Vincent Price, May 27th. Peter Cushing, his best friend, apparently, was born on the 26th. Also in Star Wars. Also in Star Wars. Yeah. As uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, not Darth Moff Tarkin, which actually was in that five minutes that I forgot to put in. He is 2.59 steps away from any actor in Hollywood, which is the only person who has less degrees from separation than Kevin Bacon. He's done more sword fights than any other actor in Hollywood. Sexual? No. Actual sword. He's turned out, he actually turned down the role of Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars, which ironically he later became Count Dooku. He made more money collectively than any other actor in history, which makes sense because he was in the most movies. And he, at 6'5", he has the Guinness World Record, again, for being the tallest leading actor. But I don't believe that's true because Vince Vaughn is also 6'5". And at, seven, at 77 years old, he was measured at 6'4". He shrank an inch. How oh, tall is The Rock? I think The Rock's only like 6'3 at most. Now, is the guy from, uh, what was it, Billy Chris? movie with George Marisol. <laughs> My giant? <laughs> leading actor. Well, I think George Marisol was a co-leading actor. No? Nah, because he didn't carry the movie. You can't have a giant movie without the giant. How big was Andre the Giant? Well, Leading actor. Yeah. But uh, probably the thing we're going to fault him for is how much he used to brag about his fucking career. And that all he had all the Guinness records for this and that. But otherwise, <laughs> incredible actor with an incredible career. Um, very much into heavy metal. 6'5". Oh, really? Oh, there we go. So Vince Vaughn and uh, The Rock, tallest uh, lead actors. But this has been Pissing on Graves, the Sir Christopher Lee edition. So wasn't Christopher Lee also the only person to actually meet J.R.R. Tolkien? It was said that he, if they ever made into a movie, he could be the role of Gandalf. I believe he was one of the only actors in, well, the only actor in that series yeah. that met. Yeah, so I think he was the only person, he was given permission to have the role of Gandalf before they, you know. I wonder what he told all the other actors who uh, auditioned for it. I was thinking something along the lines of You Shall Not Pass. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes more sense. You did play the fuck out of that role. I didn't really care. That Don't freak out Lord of the Rings, people. It's not that I didn't care for those movies, but everything that's... I didn't care for those movies. Everything right? that's said in Clerks 2 is absolutely true. Yeah. They're beautiful movies. They're well done. The fight scenes are good. So fucking boring at times. We could have had another correction on it. God damn. <laughs> I, I was triple guessing myself. I'm like, Saruman. Yeah, Saruman? Yeah, yeah Saruman. All right, moving on to comic cliff notes. Today we're going to be doing Stick. Stick's first appearance was Daredevil Volume 1, number 176, in November 1981. So Stick is actually older than I am, both in character and in reality. Yeah. So literally and figuratively. Correct. Uh, 5'9", 135 pounds, blue eyes, white hair, martial arts expert, and he was the one who actually trained Daredevil how to fight after he became blind. He's also blind and basically told him, like, look, if I make it through life being who I am and with all the obstacles presented for before me you can too and we got to help save this world kind of thing he also trained electra but she failed him in that she couldn't control her rage enough stick has been in and out of the comic books quite often 
Stick absorbed the life essences of the hand, which ended up killing him. So, he's quote-unquote dead, but, you know, when it comes to Marvel comics, or any comic books in general, nobody stays dead for fucking any longer than about 15 minutes. So, expect Stick to show up again soon, especially now that the TV show came to an end. I'm sure they're going to throw him back in the comic book somewhere. So, this has been Comic Book Cliff Notes, the Stick edition. He yep. also doesn't have a real name. So, anyway, you just been schooled. Oh, yeah. All right, so who would you get to play Stick? Remember, so, he's got to be a martial artist, so you can't just go Clint Eastwood on that shit. Damn it, that was the guy from Training Day. I was yeah. going to say the guy from Training Day. <laughs> but he actually was Scott Glenn, yep. who's actually Stick. Which, all right, let's... Fuck is your problem? Sorry. Let's talk about that for a second, because I feel like if that episode had been earlier on in the series, because that was a really good episode, I think I would have been a little more interested, and it would have given... You know, David Merkel had criticized that show also about him not caring for the characters, and I think that made me care about the characters a little more. Maybe mm-hmm. Carradine still do anything? Besides being dead? Oh, yeah, I guess that's a good point. He jerked off to death. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah the audio he, <laughs> The hand absorbed <laughs> his... Life essence. <laughs> In a closet with yeah. a rope. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I was such a big fan of the, you know... Kill Bill? Well, more Kung Fu, Kung Fu. Oh, right. than Kill Bill, but, you know... Once I found out that Bruce Lee was supposed to actually take the lead of that series, it's kind of like, uh... But it was a good series. Yeah, I, yeah great series. I don't think I've ever seen it. God, the only Asian here. <laughs> and you haven't seen Kung Fu either? No. I don't know who I would get to play him. Somebody that's... Old but still spry, I suppose. Maybe even an Asian character. Like, if you were to throw Jet Li in there as Stick, I think I'd be fine. Oh, Robin Chu. It's like the third episode I mentioned. I, I, was, I was waiting for you to bring him up again. <laughs> Give him some love, man. He was Luke Hang. So now he's nothing. He's a fucking janitor yeah. somewhere. All right, let's move on to top topics today. All right, so today's top topic is going to be TV shows, guilty pleasure TV shows, essentially, right? Yeah. Yeah. You brought the topic up, so I don't want to... Okay, so we kind of talked about this earlier, and uh, things that, you know, we're going to leave the Asian person out of this again. Something that, to this day, I still watch, almost embarrassingly, is Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. And Now, Dragon Ball Z actually came out first, right? No. Dragon Ball did Dragon come out Ball, first. then Dragon Ball Z, then Dragon Ball GT, and then they kind of remade Dragon Ball Z with Dragon Ball Z Kai, and now they actually just confirmed soon they're going to come out with the next, the new Dragon Ball Z, or whatever it's going to be called, I don't remember what it's going to be called, but it's taking place in between Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball GT. How did you feel about the movie, Dragon Ball Z, the live action one? Okay. I was really excited about it, it just didn't make any fucking sense in comparison to any of the storyline, so... Having Chow Young Fat in that role sucked to me. Well, you know Chow Young Fat is not a martial artist. Does does everybody know that? Uh, Chow Young Fat could play Batman. I mean, he doesn't know. He's like Paul Hogan. He doesn't know wrestling move. Like the, the leg drop. That's not a wrestling move. No. But Chow Yun-Fat, he's an amazing Chinese actor who doesn't know a lick of martial arts. Which is why it was so controversial for him to play the leading role in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. If you go back and watch that movie, he has very minimal movements. It's because he can't. He's a big action star. Oh yeah. I mean, all the John Woo movies originally are boiled and all that. I'm going to go on and say Orange is the New Black. Obviously, I already mentioned it, so I just want to throw that out there. Guilty Pleasure TV show. Cops Reloaded. You want to talk about not caring about the characters. You watch that show... 
It's like, okay, here's another cop. Best of the bad guy. Move on. Next next episode. Here's a cop. Get another bad guy. Next episode. Rodney? I think I talked about this on a previous episode, so it's kind of a, I don't know, it's a known Rodney fact. I cannot stop watching Millionaire Matchmaker when it's on. Even Sandra makes fun of me for that one, because she, it's not even like, I watched the first season of Desperate Housewives, and I, you know, I enjoyed it, but um, I can't even justify it's because Sandra watches it, because I don't know what it is about that show, Millionaire Matchmaker. America's Next Top Model. I used to make fun of our sisters for watching that all the time, and then before we had the kids... I would just some channel like America the next time I was on. Let's see what the hell these bros are up to. And then after a while, I'm just like, foe is mad. I don't understand what's happening. And I just end up getting involved in that show. I literally think that show brainwashes people into watching it. It does a good job. Because, I mean, how many times do they say America's Next Top Model on the show? Have you ever Yeah, you wanted to make that a drinking game, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Tyra Banks is always like, you're not going to be America's Next Top Model. If you want to be America's Next Top Model, this challenge is to decide America's Next Top Model. And where whatever happens to all these models that won? Didn't what one of them marry, like, well, a, um, the Peter one, Brady? The one named Fogue. Faux Porter, I follow her on uh, Twitter and Instagram. She's actually pretty still involved in the modeling world. She's been in a few commercials that I've seen. She was in uh, one of Justin Timberlake's music videos, the, the one of the more recent ones. She was naked in the video, which is nasty. But she's Asian, so you will like Mm, yeah, that's much. So, alright, I'm going to out myself on this one, and I'm probably going to get made fun of forever. I just said American Next Top Model, and it get worse. Glee. I like Glee. No, yeah. I know, like, I've seen, I've heard a lot of guys watch Glee. Yeah. Wow. I, I, You're amongst friends. Wow. I, I <laughs> never, never in my life I think I'd say that and be like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. You know, I, I had one time when I was at a, a karaoke bar, and we were singing It's My Life, and I busted out into the part where they did the, one. I don't remember what season it was, but they did a, a crossover where they mixed two songs together and uh, it was Confessions and It's My Life and halfway through singing it I realized I was humming the part to Confessions and I had like eight people in the audience one guy who was a friend of mine who I'm knocking out right now and Mike sorry uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who he is but his name rhymes with Mike <laughs> yeah. and then seven girls are sitting like oh my god can you believe he's still yeah he, he. so afterwards they're like you watch Glee I'm like I, no yeah <laughs> no they watched me first Yes. Fuck you, faggots, I'm out. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Glee, I really like the Fleetwood Mac episode. Yeah. I think that's a great episode. The Michael Jackson episode, thought was great. Yeah, that's one of mine. I'm trying to think. Charmed. Ooh. Back in the day, but I think they had that's more to do with Melissa Milano yeah. than yeah. did anything else. Although I've never seen but it's justifiable. Friends. No, I mean, I'm a Friends guy. Yeah, but not a lot of guys are. No. no. In high school, like, everybody in high school watched Friends. See, back when I was no. in high school, everybody was on Seinfeld. There's, Remember, there's two people. There's the Seinfeld people, or there's the Friends yeah, people. Yeah, it's like Elvis and the Beatles. You like one, or, well, you like one more than the other. I didn't become a Friends fan until Maria, though. Until mm-hmm. you guys. Like, like, I was just Seinfeld, and then Friends came along. I'm like, let me give them a shot. And then I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's not bad. So here's where the Asian in me actually comes out. Oh, wow. Um, America's Best Dance Crew. Okay. I will sit and watch episode and episode of that. I'll watch reruns of that. I'll watch YouTube videos of... I think I follow a couple of them on Twitter. So can you show us your dance moves right now? No, not at all. Holy crap, that's a crazy dance move you just did. (laughs) I didn't know you knew how to do a windmill. (laughs) Robin Big and Rob Deerdick's Fantasy Factory. That's a guilty TV show? I think in the fact that I absolutely love... Love who Rob Deerdick is. I think he's crazy talented. I think every guy just watches that show and wants all those toys that he has. And some guys want the blonde secretary. Is that is she the one in Ridiculousness? Yes. Yeah. Chanel West Coast. Sorry, she always does that. You guys didn't see what I do with the West Coast. Any more Guilty Pleasures TV shows for you? Full House. No. I used to watch Full House. I used to watch Blossom. I used to watch Clar- Clarissa Explains It All. Nah, 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 nah. 
that was a great show. I mean, yeah, as a kid, I had a crush also, on you know, younger. Melissa Joan Hart. I mean, I also watched Salute Your Shorts and shit like that. Camp on a We hold you in our heart. Let me think about you. Makes me want to fart. <laughs> <laughs> that was the same kid from Terminator 2. The redhead kid with the mullet. Oh, yeah. Oh. He was with him when he broke into the ATM. Ask to mouth. Never go ask to mouth. I'm trying to think of there anymore. Everything online, it's all about women. And Big Bang Theory, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's one. Shout out to Mark. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Mark. You want to talk I... about a show that people are just like, you watch it, you're going to love it. And I was like, it's about a bunch of fucking dweebs. How much am I going to like that? That's not who I am. I'm not that bad. And then I watch it, and I'm like, holy fuck, I understand so much of this show. Maybe I am that bad. There's a woman at work that calls me the Latino Sheldon. I don't know if I'm happy or mad about that. Do you want me to ruin that show for you? No. Okay. Okay, go ahead. There's a video on YouTube of watching that show without the laugh track, and they really are just assholes to one another the entire time. And you're sitting there, you're like, you know, it really is. Like, they really are just, you would not have friends like that. The way they talk to one another, they really should not be friends, because they are insanely mean to Raj and how he never gets laid and can't talk to women and how, you know, his mother is fat, and, you know, they just bring it up time and time and time again. And without the laugh track, you sit there, you're like, wow, that was really, really mean. <laughs> the episode where they talk about how Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. If Indiana Jones wasn't in it, it would be the exact same movie. Or that Indiana Jones didn't have to be in the movie for everything to happen. Like he he didn't yeah. do anything for that movie. Well, and I, I was like, uh oh. Yeah, actually, right. I, I, actually, if you think about it, yeah. Indiana, if Indiana Jones was not there, the Ark would have made it to Hitler and killed him and melted his face. Exactly. <laughs> So he probably did a disservice to the... A hindrance to the Allied forces? Yeah. I think they were trying to bring it to that place that they opened it. So I think they opened it where they wanted to open it. Either way. Either way. It's funny to think about that kind of shit because you're just like, like, how do I not catch that? And the same face that Sheldon has in the show is the exact same face I had while watching it. Like, oh, oh, oh no. She's right. Shout out to uh, Mayim Balik for having a comeback after Blossom, by the way. Yeah, and Sarah Gilbert. Never thought that happened. All right, any more uh, Guilty Pleasure movies, or you guys want to move on? TV shows. Well, excuse me, Guilty Pleasure TV shows. Yeah, movies, that's a horse of a different color. All right, moving on to the new topic called, What'd you say? Wooka, 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 what'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, start with number 31. We're going to do another 15 a day. So, number 31. I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in on Saturday. Office Office space. Very good. I made it funny. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> you bring in first. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> what is Ninja Turtles? <laughs> Seven days. That would be Ape Tit for 300, Alex. Seven days. The ring? The ring. Very good. He had the blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. Halloween. Very good. I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. With great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man. Thank you. Someone get us some juice. Big Daddy? Nope. No, I, I was thinking more of uh, Don't Be a Menace. <laughs> Steel Magnolias. Oh. Gotta another. throw you guys off somehow. Yeah, seriously. Um, next one. It's called Sex Panther. It's made of bits of real panther. Anchorman. What was it? 98% of the time. It works it every works time. Every time. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Put your mouth on the motherfucking curb. Uh, American History X. Yes. Do I amuse you? What am I, a clown? Is a good fellow. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I can think of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. V for Vendetta. Very good. Love that movie. Very underrated movie. Great movie. Uh, Yeah, I want a burger. A fur burger. Harold and Kumar. Which one? Go to White Castle. Okay. (laughs) You want to go to jail or you want to go home? Training day. Pop quiz, hot shot. Speed. And make fists with your toes. Die hard. Very good. 
That's one that always gets people. They're like, what the fuck is that shit? Yeah. Oh, the motherfucker was right. Wow. My favorite Christmas movie. You guys want to do 10 more? Sure. Yeah. Right. We're going to do 10 more. All right, all right, all right. Uh, you, you live and you die by that inch. Any given Sunday? Very good. I, I, was, I, I knew it was a football movie. I was like, <laughs> uh, wait. It wasn't in Varsity well, Blues. Shit, you know, I was thinking Varsity Blues first. <laughs> Let's see. Get off my plane. Air Force One. No, no, my plane. Get off my plane. Um, you're dead, Willie. Ghost. Not free Willie. <laughs> that, would, that would be hilarious. Right, that would change that movie very fast. Kill Willie. Well, they changed it to Kill Bill. We're on the same line, just on opposite ends. In the line of fire? Unbreakable. Oh, yeah. Mm. They called me Mr. Glass. He took your hand. I got his head. It was Happy Gilmore. Yes. Let me tell you about. Let me tell you a story about the time I almost died. Fallen. There you go. That's a bingo. Inglorious bastards. Oh, okay. Kiss my converse. Last dragon. Yes. Show um, enough. Don't get up until you're numb. Porn. <laughs> Close. The Departed. That's pretty much porn. <laughs> and then the last one for today is uh, the grass is pretty fucking green on your side. Lawnmower man. <laughs> it is actually a movie called What Love Is Starring oh. none other than Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh. And Matthew Lillard I like Matthew Lillard I think it's on Netflix If you guys ever want to check out a, a really underrated movie When it comes to dialogue Is check out What Love Is uh, Caesar recommended it to me And we watched it one time It's it's an awesome movie in that it takes place all in one apartment Feels very, very much like a play. Cuban Jr. breaks up with a woman at the start of the movie who he was going to propose to. And then Matthew Lillard is his best friend. Uh, Mars Callahan is another one of his friends who lives upstairs from him. And there's a gay guy. It's also in their little group of friends. They're all talking about fuck women, fuck all this bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And then Matthew Lillard is like, I invited some girls to come out. And he's like, why did you invite girls? I don't want to be around fucking girls. And then the girls show up. And they're all like, oh, can we powder our nose in the bathroom? And then it cuts to... Now, the girl's perspective. So, they're in the bathroom talking about blowjobs and women's perspective of basically everything that guys talk about. And then, after the bathroom scene, they all come together and you get to see how they interact with the women and stuff like that and what happens with Cuba Gun Jr. Very, very cool movie to watch. On Netflix? Insanely fast dialogue, yeah. There's one part where they make fun of Matthew Lillard's ex-girlfriend because she had a lazy eye, so they call her lens crafters and they're like... <laughs> Like, oh, whatever happened to that one girl? Oh, she's hanging around with uh, Frank Sinatra, you know, the the real lazy-eyed color fellow that's always walking around. Call him Sammy David Jr. and shit like that. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. I don't know, you said Matthew Lillard, and I can't stop thinking about it. You went too deep, man. We just, I was talking about that with Eric the other day. That's weird. But yeah. I think of Hackers. Ah, very good. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that. It's about some hackers. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, Angelina Jolie. Oh, okay. And the guy who plays Sherlock Holmes in Elementary is... Robert Downey Jr.? Oh, the Lacey Lou TV Lucy show. Lou. Oh, where Watson is Lucy Lou. Yeah. Is that still on? Yeah, yeah she, I think a very good show. I, I think like she's hotter than the regular Watson as far as I'm concerned. Does nothing for me. As an Asian once again. <laughs> <laughs> actually... So let me explain actually, history. Actually, more, more white people. There, yeah. there are, there's like a study that Asian people usually don't marry or generally hook up with people of Asian descent. So the Philippines is a very small group of islands where you probably have about a one in four chance of... Fucking a relative? Yes. Oh, okay. All right, let's move on to that's our... That's probably bullshit <laughs> statistics. <laughs> when they say 50% of all statistics are... 
made up, so whatever. Move on to our open forum, shall we? So today I want to talk a little bit about the whole PlayStation thing and things that I saw in E3, even though we basically covered all of it, that I was excited for. The Last Guardian, greatly looking forward to that, as I mentioned before. The Final Fantasy VII, of course, looking forward to that. They didn't mention anything about The Last of Us 2, which kind of sucks. I was kind of hoping that would come out. Have, Have you ever played The Last of Us? No. That's probably the best game I've played in about five years. Pretty... Are you in The Walking Dead? Yeah. And zombie stuff? Yeah. Oh, you love The Last of Us. That's not the one from the island, is it? Or is that Dead Island? That's, that's no, Dead Island. That's dead island. Yeah. Check okay. it out. Everyone that do you like, everyone, um, everyone I've ever known that has played it has said it's absolutely Do you like Uncharted? Yeah. It's like Uncharted with zombies. Okay. And cursing. Like, more cursing. You're very upset about not having backwards compatibility, as I mentioned before. So, for now, it's sort of... Just waiting around. I only have one, two, three, four. Five, yeah, you know what? If you're going to make... Like eight PlayStation 4 games. If you're going to make new and newer consoles, can you make them somehow so they like stack nicely on top of one another? Or they like kind of interlock? Oh, that'd be cool. And form Voltron or something? Like Make one giant picture? I'll form the head. Voltron. Us Asians get it. <laughs> I remember Voltron but it, like it's one of those things like next year I'm really looking forward to a lot of things you know the, a lot of stuff for PS4 movie wise we have Civil War coming out there are just so many things on the horizon and I'm geeked up in the best geek ways for all this shit and it's, it's stuff like that that helps me with this show like it gives me something to talk about makes me do my research like with The Incredible Hulk Marvel basically got the rights back for Hulk it's He's back in the realm of Spider-Man, where they have the rights to him to make a solo movie. There's just no plan, and Universal still has distribution rights for it. Nelson and I were talking about this back and forth, and it sucks because I'm like, they're not going to do what they're doing with Spider-Man for no reason. The Hulk's already in the Marvel Universe. Why not elaborate more on that character? Why bring in a person that's already had origin story in five movies by now? He doesn't need to be in the fold right now. Like, you could have left him alone and been like, fuck you, we don't need Spider-Man. Nelson was trying to argue that that's Marvel's basic flagship character. Like, he's the one that makes the most amount of money for Marvel, comics-wise, and, like, in terms of notoriety. You can argue now that Iron Man is closer to that. But back in the day, nobody knew anybody from the Marvel Universe besides Wolverine and Spider-Man. So, for me, it's it's a little bittersweet. Maybe it's my disdain for Spider-Man that I'm not as geeked up as I would like to be for that. And now, Miles Morales is going to be the new Spider-Man of the Marvel Universe. So, there is, like, Peter Parker is going to be there, but he's going to act more as a mentor for Miles Morales. So, we're not even going to have a Peter Parker Spider-Man, and here you are throwing him into a movie. Wait, what? So, I thought Peter Parker was going to be... In Civil War. He is. But Miles Morales is going to be the main Spider-Man of the comic books. Oh. Which I feel is not smart, marketing-wise. I mean, in Marvel, we trust. So I'm not going to discount anything that they do. But at the same time, if if you're going to have a Peter Parker in the movie, then keep him as the main Spider-Man. Or, you know, surprise people. Have Miles Morales as the main Spider-Man in the movies, then. Do something different. Do something that you could do a different origin story now. You you can almost pick up where that leaves off. I don't like when the comic book parallels the movie too closely. Because then it's like, you get more excited when you know something happens in the comic book. And then it's like, oh, 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 we see it in the movie. I can't believe it's happened. Civil War. You know? As opposed to, like, what if it was happening in the comic book at the same time? Like, I mean, you could still start off with the basic origin story of Miles Morales that they did in... Ultimate Spider-Man, which is years past by now, and yeah. still have the yo-ho-ho moment, as you call it. I mean, you could make it that Spider-Man was a character from the 70s, and now he's here, which I think is what they're kind of going to be doing with Ant-Man. A lot of people don't read comics, though. 
and the you know the comic movies are becoming so popular. I had to explain to so many people, you know, how Gwen Stacy came into play and how they're like, well, you know, she should have red hair. Why doesn't she have red hair? That's that's not right. And just changing a little thing, you know, throws people for the you know through a loop. And oh, any any time one of these movies comes out, I get about seventeen text messages. Oh, that's why we have comic clip notes, and that's why you should be listening to them. Um, that just happened. Yep. There you go. On Podomatic.com, SoundCloud.com. Do you think that they will make? A Hulk movie on its own soon? They don't have any plans. They've said no. The closest thing, I've heard that Hulk might end up showing up in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And it's going to be him that leads the Guardians back to Earth in time for the Infinity War. Which would be awesome. Because Hulk wasn't in Civil War, so you got to kind of keep him out of that. Um, you do a Planet Hulk. They're not going to do that. That'd be so cool. They would. But Planet Hulk was essentially Gladiator. Yeah. And I feel like people would just be like, there's like Gladiator in fucking space for no reason. But, I mean, I love it. It's, yeah. well, it's The Hulk is my favorite superhero, so anytime they throw him in anything, I'm going to love it. It's the same thing that pisses me. Like, everyone's all excited now because Wolverine is supposed to have an appearance mm-hmm. in Age of Apocalypse. And it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I think Hugh Jackman plays the fuck out of that role. But leave him alone. You don't need Wolverine in every... He's been in every single X-Men movie. All of them. Because that is one of just about everyone's favorite character. Even in uh, First Class, makes that real quick appearance. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, if you guys are planning on moving on past this guy someday, you can't have him in everything. That's how I felt about Spider-Man. Like, if, if you had the opportunity to showcase so many other superheroes that you, that you could be like, you know what, keep Spider-Man. We'll build up Black Panther into being the new face for Marvel if we wanted to. Or we could, you know, elaborate more on Ant-Man or something like that. And now it's Spider-Man, it's like, it's an easy out. It's what DC's doing with Batman vs. Superman. It's blowing blowing their load too fucking fast. I'm sorry. Okay, so speaking of Batman vs. Superman, this is something that I wanted to bring up in uh, open forum. Because I had just listened to The Smith Signal, episode 15, found on SoundCloud. Thanks, Andy Matt, for following us. And what they talked about on episode 15, or what I found particularly interesting about this conversation, is Batman vs. Superman, movie that's coming out. And they talked about how the synopsis for the movie came out, where you know Batman and Superman are going to be at odds, and the dynamic that they might have, the involvement of Lex Luthor, you know, Bruce Wayne getting maybe partnering with Lex Luthor, kind of like an oh homage maybe to world's finest or or some sort of like partnership where they're you know they try to get rid of superman or disable superman whatnot and uh it's kingdom come well i mean i think of it as yeah kingdom come but i think of it as world's finest because you know that was the first incarnation i'd seen of that in batman test so the animated series for the uninitiated but uh they brought up a good point in how having an alien with that much power they you know they alluded to seeing in the trailer how there's a, a legion of soldiers wearing the hope crest on their on their uniform how you know with absolute power and how he would be treated they wouldn't just kind of oh we have superman now and he saves people it's kind of a different dynamic in this day and age and more grounded in reality and then they kind of went into the christopher nolan universe and the, the batman and that universe is grounded in reality and they talked about a little bit about the batmobile and how um the batmobile from what we've seen and what they've you know disclosed in that museum wherever the hell they have it is very crude i'm not as refined as some of the batmobiles we've seen in history because it's it's really just one man in his garage adding to his car over a period of time and probably a lot of electrical boxes and half-assed wiring as opposed to like the nice fiberglass or the consoles and everything. I mean, they talked about reality versus, you know, this day and age and kind of incorporating, bringing a level of realism 
into it, Batman versus Superman versus the Christopher Nolan Batman. And what they what really got me was if you had a choice, if you were in charge of the DC movie lineup and you had to make a decision, would you want another Christopher Nolan Batman, knowing what you know now, or would you still go in the Batman versus Superman direction? So if you think about it, the Batman versus Superman movie is pretty incredulous where we're accepting the fact that there's an alien out there, but yet it's still supposed to be rooted in reality. And then again, so is the Christopher Nolan Batman. But with the way the third movie left this, it almost seemed like Batman was taking on too much than what he was originally intended to. There's so many plot holes in the Nolan verse that to me, you know, they became glaring problems. I mean, they're there with the Zack Snyder one too. But then it's just like... But I mean, I feel like if you made another Nolan verse movie, you're just, what's the right phrase I'm looking for? You're exploiting the success of it. You're not doing it for the craft or for the art of it anymore. You're just, we need another cash cow, which I feel is going on with Batman vs. Superman anyway, but now at least you could tell a different story. And fuck everybody, I'm excited to see what Ben Affleck does with the role. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'm, the, not, I'm an Affleck fan. The, the argument I make all the time is if you look back at one of my favorite Batman. Michael Keaton, and you told me back then, and I've been knowledgeable of it, you know, saying, you know, Mr. Mom was going to be Batman. I would have slapped you. You know, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice was going to be Batman. I'd be like, ah, uh, are you sure about that? He was a comedian. And still my favorite Batman. Is Michael Keaton? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And cinema. Favorite Batman. Favorite okay. Bruce Wayne is still George Clooney in cinema. In cinema. Yes. Voice acting. Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Obviously. 100%. Yeah. No two ways around it. Yeah. But yeah, I completely agree. Like people until you I, see I don't it, even you don't know, know what it what it is about Ben Affleck that people are automatically like he made Geely and everyone's like, Oh, but he made fucking Geely. Like everybody has a horribly fucking bad movie. Everybody. Fucking Ben Kingsley was in the Love Guru. There's gonna be f- bad movies for everybody. And then some people are like, He's a bad actor, like where? Where is he a bad actor? In the one movie Geely? Like he was awesome in Chasing Amy. I liked him in the town. He was awesome in the town. Mall rats. He wasn't the bad thing in Pearl Harbor. Everyone's like, Oh Pearl Harbor, like Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting, he's amazing. One of my um, Boiler Room, he's amazing. I just I don't understand people's disdain for this guy. Like where it comes from. And if Kevin Smith has faith in him, you know, there was the an interview that Kevin Smith did where he said, "Oh, I would cast Ben Affleck as the Shark in Jaws if I could." And I was like, "All right, you know, if he has faith in him, I, I, I think it goes beyond. You know, I think he's as much of a real person that he would say, "No, you shouldn't do this," even to his friend. Now, he didn't think he could. Daredevil. <sighs> People gotta understand, Daredevil came out at the same time as that flawed fucking X-Men movie. Yes. It came out after Blade 1, and it, it was such a rushed movie. You could tell that it was rushed. Like, you could watch that movie and be like, okay, they wanted to be different with it, you know, having the braille all over the place and shit like that. No, it's not a perfect movie, but I love that movie. It has a certain level of nostalgia. You, I don't understand why people had such a big problem with that movie. The, the playground scene? Yeah, that's not a good fucking scene. I think the storyline of that movie was wasn't as good as it could have been. And I think a lot of people fault him for the story. Yeah. Because I think the story is what everyone hates about that movie. Because I think he did a good job. Yeah. I think he had presence as Daredevil. Yeah. There's going to be a quote in here. I'm going to spoil it now. I don't even know if I said it already where he's like, I'm not the bad guy, kid. That's one of the quotes in here because that stayed with me. It's something that uh, that I, I do not understand why people get so upset with that fucking movie. But getting back to it, so you'd rather the Batman Superman movie yeah, than another Nolan Batman. Yeah. Yes. But we all know I have my qualms with the Nolan verse by now. Yeah, actually, we haven't. We still haven't gotten to that, but we'll get to that. Maybe that's kind of an unfair question, being that we haven't seen Batman Superman. We only have. And I think that's part of it too. You know, I mean, but just to, if we kept going, 
with the same Batman, eventually it's going to, you know, I, I do like those. You know, to each their own, whatever. But uh, if you keep going on something like that, it can be ruined. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody else, I mean, to realistically do any more of those characters, it's going to be muddled. Like Two-Face, you can explain Two-Face. You know, Joker, you can explain Joker in the real world. Who's after that? Like the Mad Hatter? Mr. Freeze? Like it's hard to explain those kinds of characters in the real world at that point. Killer Croc, I mean... Well, Bane, they didn't even really do Bane. Like, it was just, oh, he had a breathing condition or something. He didn't talk about Venom, so... And I actually like Tom Hardy more as a villain than I did... I was say, Heath Ledger as the Joker. Now, another, oh. thing they, another thing they brought up on the show, did you notice in all three <laughs> Nolan movies, the main villain is disguised as one of his henchmen, his own henchmen, in the opening sequence of every one of the three? Hmm. I didn't even catch that. Huh. So Ra's al Ghul is really Liam Neeson. The Joker is not one of the henchmen. He's actually the Joker. And then Bane pulls off the mask and Bane. Care to wear water still I put on the mask. This is a little, more, a little more Sean Connery than Bane. Yes. Well, you do it with your mouth. <laughs> if you cover your mouth, it sounds more like Sean Connery. To me, Bane was scarier in that that's the kind of crazy shit that could happen. The Joker, yeah, you can have a guy that goes a little ape shit, but it was over the top in some ways. But Bane, even the blowing up of the stadium, like, all that shit, to me, was could happen tomorrow. Yeah, I, I don't know. My um, my beef with uh, where Dark Knight Rises went was that um, I, don't know, I think now that you really think about it and try to put Batman in a, in a realistic scenario, aside from like Lucius Fox and, you know, somehow between the two of them, they have the ability to, you know, master chemistry and physics and mechanical engineering. Batman, as a super Superhero really shouldn't be handling more than just regular street crime because realistically, how could he? How could he constantly be in a position to save the world? And he, he is compared to Sherlock Holmes in that point, where he is you know, the greatest detective of all times. Where I mean, if you if you are that high on the mantle of crime detectives, you know you you should be saving the world if you are that good. If you're that good of a detective, figure out who solved the crime. You tell Superman that fucking guy did it. Which that Superman knocked that motherfucker out. But I mean, a world grounded in reality as opposed to like the operatic Batman Returns the original Bat or the you know the 1989 Batman where we're trying to let's talk about a detective movie are there any real world detectives who save the world not that we're assuming not that we know of I mean I'm sure there are shout out to Captain Chicago for me I think I don't mind the whole it's grounded in reality thing but when it comes to comic book movies I want to kind of escape that shit I I have no problem believing in gamma irradiated guys that could turn into a giant hulking monster I have no problem believing that there's a magical science ring that can fucking force your will into it and do whatever the fuck you want. I have no problem with any of that shit. But then once you base in reality, okay, fine. You're based in reality. I have every fucking right to pick you the fuck apart because you want to be as realistic as possible. Fuck you. I'll, I'll make sure that you feel real. That I mean, that's me. That's my whole thing. Like, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, this is based on reality, but use your fucking imagination versus, okay, here's a movie with a flying alien goddess. Prove me wrong. Like, alright, okay. Well, I think one of the things I'm most worried about Batman versus Superman man is uh all the characters that they plan on having in the movie and i'm okay with not doing an origin story save time okay yeah i killed the parents blah blah whatever but with all the characters that they're listing on having all they're trying to incorporate into one movie like is it really just going to be mortal kombat 2 annihilation we try to get every character in even if we just end up mentioning their name once or they have just a cameo well you haven't really seen anything about gal gadot i mean have you aside from her in that one costume well i mean you've seen the one picture of jason momoa yeah i mean you really haven't seen them do anything so i think it's leaning more towards their gonna have a cameo and at a certain point in the movie maybe at the end of the movie maybe you know it's, it's leading towards another movie after this movie in which there's gonna be a war where they kind of do was it gods among us or like a story type like that it's, you know, it's 
it's hard to, it's just one of those scenes, like, it's, not everything has to be a monumental event. Like, I have no problem just stopping Kingpin of crime. Like, sometimes that's enough. Save a small part of the city every once in a while. It doesn't have to be a huge over-the-top thing. I do agree. They are trying to force too many people into this, though. Yeah. Because now the expectations are so high of having a Justice League, whereas this is a Superman-Batman movie, so. Well, really, it's a, I mean, I really think it's a Superman sequel that Batman is going to be in, but I mean. I hope so. By virtue of the fact that Batman's in the movie, kind of, I mean, he takes top billing. I just, same thing with Spider-Man, I don't feel like we need another Batman in the movie. Not yet. It's too soon. I mean, don't be wrong, I'm excited. Yes. But. It's it, unnecessary. It, it seems like it just happened, you know. We, we... It's, it's like my brother said, you could have thrown in a smaller character. It didn't have to be Batman versus Superman, it could be Batman and Cyborg. Start off small. It's Cyborg in a movie that people are automatically going to watch. People are going to flood the theater to see Superman. Hey, Cyborg's in there. Okay, cool. So now we got to set up for the Cyborg movie, whenever the okay. fuck that comes out. Then separately, you could have Batman and Wonder Woman. I would love to see them to do the Doom storyline as like real cinematic movie. What they did with Cyborg and that's Doom. Gonna be, that's going to be rough for them to do. Yeah. All right, let's move this running. Let's close yeah. this bitch out. All right, moving on to our promotional segment. Obviously, I want to promote UTJH.net, hosted by a bunch of junk and our good friend Brian. At UTJH Podcast on Twitter. Check us out. I'm posting stuff as often as I can remember to post some stuff. Little quotes, little funny shit here and there. Shout outs to our Chicago teams and things of that nature. Facebook.com slash hashtag spelled out UTJH. You can find us on podbay.fm. FM. SoundCloud, iTunes. Podomatic.com. Podomatic.com. We're back. The original. Wichita. Site. And, uh, oh, sorry for last episode for all the Kardashian talk. Because <laughs> on this episode, fuck all things Kardashian and West. Apparently, they're going to have a little boy. Somebody told me. I don't care. South. Horrible names. How do you feel about the Fantastic Four? Just to cover all bases. Fuck them. Okay. Yeah, they talked about <laughs> Kate Marl in the last episode and mentioning where she was from. They forgot to mention that she's in a little fucking thing called the uh, Fuck Fox Fantastic Four movement because she's not going to be getting naked. Kate Marl could probably play Starfire, huh? No. Anna Kendrick. <laughs> Don't see Kate Mara in uh, Fox's Fantastic Four because she doesn't get naked, but do see Kate Mara in The Martian because that looks like an amazing movie. Find us on also find us on Geeks of Go every Monday at 6 a.m. Yes. Um, podbay.fm. Stitcher. We're on Stitcher now. So those of you with the Stitcher app, you can find Um That Just Happened. Buy American on 9-11. It's coming. It's coming up. We've got another quarter. So um, send a fuck you to the terrorists who tried to ruin our economy on that day by reinvesting in your local community, in your American community, American products. Listen to all the shows on the Get Disease Network. You're going to get a disease. Something gate, Dosh Drunks, the Vagina Dialogues. The Vagina Dialogues. And I kind of... The Vagina Dialogues. I think your tongue started salivating when you said Vagina. Yeah, yeah you said the Vagina Dialogues right there. Vagina Dialogues. Hey. We are not podnogamous on this podcast. Listening to Taking the Bullet by Roman and Leroy. Also, I'm waiting on the Radio Rebels yeah. episode three. Listen to The Smith Signal. Shout out to Andy and Matt over across the pond. If you're on SoundCloud, find Red Novella. Subscribe to them. Really great band. We're going to have Michael Perez on the show pretty soon, who is the lead singer starter kit and Red Novella. Shout out to two brothers for supplying some of the beer that we're drinking today. Yeah. That I was drinking today, excuse me. <laughs> I was drinking some of the Wobblepa. Right, got anything to promote, Ray? What's your, fa- what's your Twitter handle? <laughs> Huh, pretty lame. Uh, at Ryan underscore Madigan. That'll yeah, do it. Grab my name first. You know, Twitter first came out. Decided I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna grab it. So at Ryan underscore Madigan. Pretty self yeah, I pretty much just make fun of UFC people on there. Or, or fighter, yeah. You think there's another Ryan Madigan out there? It's like fuck. Ryan the Lion Madigan is an MMA fighter. Ah, yeah, out of New York. So you get a lot of friends thinking that you're him. I, I do actually. There are a few people who have sent me messages and or posted to at Ryan Madigan and be like, I'm not him, but if you want to hear him, listen to UTJH, and then they'll come here and still be disappointed, but at least get a free show out of it. Yeah, sounds good. 
I wonder if there's an at Michael Bolton somewhere. No talent ass clown. <laughs> Why don't you call yourself Mike or something? Or should I change my name? He's the one that sucks. I love that fucking movie. All right. So, let's call it a podcast. Signing off from the FTC, I'm Rodney Sinio. Um, I'm Adam Flores. And I'm Ryan Madigan. And um, that just happened.